same shit they're here. We tricked them into shit. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, yeah, we got you. Ashley, Mikey, No Hawk, Mandy, Norak. <laughs> nice to see you, beautiful freaks, again. How is <laughs> What's up? What's new, friends? Uh, not much. Nice bandana, dude. Thank you. Yeah, I have to rep the uh, mental combat action right now. New mental combat bandanas and death flag bandanas now available. My head is uh, huge and of xenomorph-like proportions, so <laughs> it doesn't uh, fit on my head too well, but I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> oh, man, that just goes to say, like, I have such a small head. Like, <laughs> cover my whole body. You love these. They're, they'll be perfect for you then. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're sweet. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm not wearing any Sabbath Sunday gear, so I had to throw on the bandana. And if it looks like I'm wearing eyeliner, it's because I am wearing eyeliner. And that is because <laughs> uh, we were doing a photo shoot last night. And we had a uh, special effects makeup artist come through and transform us into uh, lifting dead creatures of the night as zombies. So I was up past my bedtime doing that. So that's why I'm, I'm a little late pulling myself together here today. Yeah, so now you're gonna have eyeliner on for the next eight days yeah I'm, I'm gonna bring back the guy liner um glam rock look back in my younger days i used to actually wear eyeliner and paint my nails black perhaps surprisingly that's yeah all my friends all my friends did that i was like literally the only girl in the group and they all wore ma more makeup than i did so i don't doubt <laughs> that at all and you can still kick my ass to this day so that, that's why that's how that happens what's up joe <laughs> Ah, uh, not much. What's going on? Talking about eyeliner or guy liner? Eyeliner. I said if it looks like if if uh, it looks like I have eyeliner on, it's because I do. That's okay. Yeah. First date I went on with my wife, we got super super dressed up and uh, went to Red Robin. And <laughs> I, That's awesome. I wore guy liner to Red Robin and got called uh, boss the whole time by our waiter. His name was Spencer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Shout out to Spencer at Red Robin for flexing on you. That's no surprise, but I'm glad you wore the guy liner. Um, so, yeah. This, this is a good subject for conversation. What does everybody think? You know, let the listeners let us know. Guy liner, yay or nay? I'm personally for it. Oh, yeah. I'm totally for it. So, yeah, I'm in. It's fine. Good. And men painting their fingernails, go for it. I just said I did that. Oh, yeah. My, my younger you know, I'm actually seeing that like more like I don't know if it's a younger like general like people below my age like maybe 18 19 but more boys are definitely painting their nails more yeah hey I say let let your free flag it's totally I would, cool I would food service and mm. that's kind of what gets me yeah there's two kids that work for me that painted their nails black they're like 18 and 17 yeah, so. yeah whatever floats your boat that's the age. That's the time to do I it. I barely paint my nails. And yeah, honestly, do it. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, around here, we say let your fruit. How much snow did you guys get? What was Who? that? How much snow did you um, guys get? If you got any? Uh, we got, I think we got about 15 inches. Oh, we, we got like five, and it's like everything is like shut down here. It never snowed. Are you serious? Yeah. But we have like we're getting a sense from now. Yeah, it's snowing right now. It started like two o'clock in the morning. It's going to go all day. Wow. See, over here, we just, we get rain. And because we're so close to the shore that it just turns into fucking rain every time. 
And uh, but we're supposed to get a storm Monday or Tuesday, so we'll see if that actually rains true. Well, I was coming to say hi. Say hi, Matt. <laughs> Adam, how All much right, snow did you guys get you down get? in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> no snow down here, bro. It's still summertime, man. I know. Uh, right. We're all posted videos of them at the beach, and I was so jealous. I was like, oh, man, I'm so <laughs> there. It's been a weird summer for us this year. We need a death comes lifting photo shoot of you on a beach in Australia. Yes. We, need, we need that to happen in the depths of winter. <laughs> we need to wear one of the tanks and take a sweet photo looking like the rock on the beach for, I mean, yeah. we that will increase female traffic to our page like none other. So that's yeah, that could yeah, work. Just do that. That's I'll try homework. and do it this week. All right, sweet. That's your homework. Yeah, in Pittsburgh here, I think it, we got like maybe three inches. Oh, really? And then like we get snow all the time. And every time that it's announced that we're going to get snow, people freak out. Like we never got snow before. It's like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, that's us too here in Jersey. Like it sucks because you know if there's any inkling of snow that people are going to be at the stores from like fucking 10 a.m. to like 10 at night. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, buying water. Bread, eggs and milk. Yep. And making French toast apparently. You know, like you need that shit. French toast is great. <laughs> right. Well, guys, this is awesome. I like really appreciate you guys for keep showing up. I was saying we keep tricking you into showing up and people are listening. So that's great. And this, this is rad, rad part of my week. If you guys have been doing your Sabbath homework, I'm looking at you, Joe Smith. You know what we're doing today. We're doing Master of Reality. And I think that's something you'd be down with. You down with it? You gave me the devil I, words. I was doing crossword puzzles this morning and listening to Black Sabbath, uh, just getting ready for this. So Me too, man. That's um, great. Yeah. <laughs> it never gets... You don't away. know about this album so much. It's strange. We're going to talk about it, and I'll, I'm yeah. interested to hear your opinion after after my after my spiel. Um, yeah. All right. So let's get into it. I'm going yeah. to mute you. I found the button that says mute all, so I'm going to do that now. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm I'm stepping up my game in the technology realm. I found how to mute you guys as the podcast host. So yeah, we're we're all we're all going places. And thank you for listening and thank you for being here, my friends. A couple of I guess announcements in the crypt world before we begin. If you can't see, if you're not watching live on Zoom, I'm rocking this new mental combat bandana, and that's what's holding my brain and my skull right now. And we got death flag bandanas too. Get one over here, hot off the press. Boom. Um, I know Mikey and Joe, you pre-ordered them. I shipped those to you guys like two days ago. So if you don't have them yet, you'll have them really soon. And uh, they're, they're badass. They turned out great. It's our first trial run of bandana. So y'all looking on the internets and listening on the interwebs, you young kids, come get your, banana, your bandanas. And we also got Valentine's Day merch coming out with blood red print on slick black t-shirts and v-necks for the ladies because we can't leave the ladies out of the v-neck party. They're vampire necks and they're sweet. They're a very limited run. We're just doing, it's because we're festive for this time of year and just, you know, trying to make you and your significant lifting dead vampires happy. You can wear them together to the gym and post a really cute pic. Or if you hate Valentine's Day, you can get one anyway because they don't say Valentine's Day on them. They're just black and red. So do whatever you want with that. Um, more importantly, all over on the Lifting Dead Army patron page, 
this week is happening. We are going to start because I finally got enough of a enough of a rough schedule from people who are interested in taking some yoga or mobility live stream classes. I'll be posting the schedule for that. We're going to do some uh, some yoga and stuff to go along with our mental combat program. Get a lot of questions. People asking me what videos to watch, you know, and writing a yoga program for somebody with all the poses that they don't know the right names and stuff just gets all just, just gets all kinds of squirrely. So we're going to start doing our own yoga classes in every membership. You'll be able to have access to the Zoom link to join. And if you can't join live, they'll be recorded and I'll send them to you if you want to uh, take yoga with the creepy crypt keeper. It's not going to necessarily be easy, but we're going to have an awesome awesome time uh, just like the mental combat program is the way it, the way it's designed it's not easy but you feel good at the end of it it's all about just trying your personal best as with yoga you just have to breathe through it do what you can it's not it's a total different mindset from like a fitness class or like you know push 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 it's not like that at all so don't be don't be scared we're gonna we're gonna love you and you're gonna you're gonna love it um Apart from that, I think that's about enough of the uh, promotion babble. If you want to listen to more or read more on all that stuff, Lifting Dead Army patron page or on our Instagrams and whatever, hit us up. We'll answer any of your questions. But for now, we're going to talk about Master of Reality. And yes, I have the vinyl here because the lyrics are on the back and it's my, this is my notes for the day. I'm glad for today because I've listened to this album so many times, you know, I know it like the back of my hand, so I didn't really have to uh, prep too much for this, but just like the back of your hand, if you're looking at it every now and then, you'll discover something new and weird, and it's just like this on the Master of Reality record. Uh, most people, when they think of Black Sabbath, they probably are visualizing like this purple text that we may or may not have ripped off several times for our own benefit, but Sharon Osborne, if you're mad at me, I will gladly pay you the $100 I've made off the Death Comes Lifting Master of Iron Tees, and we'll, we'll settle it. We're, we're, we're square. This is the essential, the iconic Black Sabbath record, although our last album we talked about, Paranoid, has the hits on it. I still think, at least talking to people, most people, when they think of Black Sabbath, they think of what they would sound like when you listen to this record. And for that, for no other reason than it's very heavy, um, especially back then. This is like 1971. It's extremely heavy for 1971. And it's still heavy today. If you play these riffs, it's still heavy. Adam, I know you know what I'm talking about. There's hardly hardly a heavier riff in the world than Into the Void. You know, that's the last song of this album. It's about nuclear destruction and rockets blowing up the world. It's literally the heaviest song of all time, made by the hand of doom himself, Tony Iommi. The original lineup, this stuff is on fire. The first song starts with a cough that is a real cough, essentially of Tony Iommi himself, smoking a massive hit of a joint that was given to him by Bill Ward, the drummer, during right before the recording in this song. And apparently that was real. And they just used that on the record. And the song is called Sweet Leaf, which is a fantastic love song. Really, if you, if you dissect the lyrics, it's a love song. Uh, it's just a love letter written to marijuana. 
uh, which is wonderful. I think you should we should write more love songs to things that aren't just people. I think we should write love songs to marijuana more. And uh, Black Sabbath was way way ahead of its time. It's a great song, marijuana aside. Um, it's pretty, uh, it's, the whole record actually is pretty spiritual and uh, it's pretty strange. It's pretty off-putting, off especially um, if you're a devout, heavy metal, uh, atheist, Satanist, hardcore person like uh, I myself was uh, back in the day listening to all this music. I honestly didn't like this record as much because of the um, God-esque spiritual vibes that were, were on it, it kind of like threw me for a loop. And now being a little older and wiser, a little more woke to it, I think it's, it's beautiful. And that's, uh, that's Black Sabbath being the ultimate tricksters they are, just slipping in positive spiritual messages under the guise of like evil, heavy, heavy riffs and demons and stuff. Um, so while I, while I have the lyrics here, it's gonna sprout off a few examples, and you can do it. You can do whatever you like with this. But um, the the song, the second song, is called "After Forever," and it's really, I mean, it's really basically a Christian song that Geezer Butler wrote the lyrics to. Which is, um, you know, like I said, I'm not definitely not a Christian. Um, don't necessarily believe in the um, whole concept of Jesus and God and all the and all those things. But um, the lyrics read. You think when you're dead, you stay in your grave, or is God just a thought within your head, or is he part of you? Is Christ just a name that you read in a book when you were in school? It's things like things like that. If they if they knew you believed in God above, they should realize before they criticize that God is the only way to love. And this shit sang like in like a heavy, under a heavy riff to like the whole Black Sabbath guys, it kind of like falls under the radar you're listening to it you're like whoa is he just like really uh promoting like jesus christ and this is black sabbath so i get that it, it might be kind of a little, come on a little too strong a little too weird and off-putting but that is what i grew to like about this record as it's like um i love contradictions obviously that's why that's why we do what we do um so having like positive message in a heavy realm in heavy music it's very cool. And just the, the music itself lends to a more spiritual vibe with the instrumentals. There's a track called Embryo and a track called Orchid. And they're both like really beautiful, atmospheric kind of, I feel like just like this record's kind of meant to just like get stoned and vibe out to and like try to think about real things. And even if you don't get stoned, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not condoning that. You don't got to do it. But even just to like, it, it, make, it makes you think, it makes you think, it makes you go deeper makes you internalize, makes you think about, just makes you think about shit, especially if you read the lyrics. And that is, um, I don't think something people give Black Sabbath enough credit for if you just take them at face value. Like this whole album is basically the reason why I started to want to do this podcast is to give a positive, inspirational message under a cool heavy metal design. And they're, they're the masters of that. Um, the most popular song on the record, track four, Children of the Grave. I'm sure you, if you're any sort of a Black Sabbath fan, you've heard it. The opening riff, the, the marching, so fucking good. Lift to it all the time. Every cover bit, White Zombie does a great cover of it, by the way. If you want something a little heavier, I would check out the uh, White Zombie cover of Children of the Grave. Um, 
but the the you know the lyrics are overwhelmingly positive again especially for a song that sounds like it could be about like dead children um revolution in their minds the children start to march against the world they have to live in the hate that's in their hearts you know saying they're tired of being pushed around and told just what to do they'll fight the world until they've won and love comes flowing through again it's all about love beating out evil good versus evil and in the even in black sabbath world they're preaching love beats all that shit which is um which is awesome awesome to me to uh like reconnect with this music and look at it through a positive lens show the world that love is still alive and you must be brave or your children of today are children of the grave and that is the takeaway from that whole thing side two because it's a bit very much as an old school record like side one side two type thing it fades out on children of the grave and the intro is orchid that whole beautiful acoustic guitar melody into lord of this world which is again lord of this lord of this world obviously about creation about whatever aliens spouted us out into this existence and uh, i always point to this line when um when anybody asks about Black Sabbath and their, their lyrical themes is your world was made for you by someone above, but you choose evil ways instead of love. I think that is one of the most essential lyrics in all, all of Black Sabbath. It just kind of sums everything up. Um, Solitude is the only track on here that I feel is a little bit kind of out of place but it also serves a purpose. It's kind of like a breakup song in a way. It's super sad. It's super slow. It's and it's long. It's not like it's over really quick. Like it kind of like drags you down, but then into the void, which we talked about at the beginning, just smashes all that and goes back to like paranoid vibes of, um, you know, war, destruction, heavy heaviness. But at the end of the day, the last line of the whole record is make a home where love is here to stay peace and happiness in every day is the last line of that song last line of the whole record so i know this is it's kind of like a point that i try to hit home with sabbath and just in anything that we do with death comes lifting or anything anybody does is that the message and the intent behind it it's all what's in your heart and if it's all positive then it's it's all good it's, it's all good and it can be under the uh under the guise of uh, Mortal Kombat people ripping off each other's heads or Draculas or devil worshiping, heavy riff, weed smoking people. But if your heart's in the right place, that means a whole lot more than the opposite. That means a whole lot more than if your image is good, but you're really shitty on the inside. Um, and I think Black Sabbath kind of wakes that. It definitely, they definitely wake it up at me. And I, I think, could wake it up in a lot of people so that's why our gateway drug into this whole way of thinking is black sabbath and even if you're not even into any of that shit i just talked about you think it's all whack and it's all you know there ain't shit above anywhere that's great i totally understand it's still awesome to listen to and drink coffee to and allegedly smoke fat joints to and allegedly definitely even not allegedly just lift weights to this is a great workout album it's heavy it is the essential Sabbath record, probably. And uh, yeah, I can't get enough of it these days. But like I said, I understand if it's a little much, it's a little off-putting. 
but just as we go through the Sabbath discography, I think when listened to in the context of the whole thing, just like, that's why I hate like singles and stuff. Like I don't ever like to like judge a, a record by like a single one that when they put out a song before the album comes out, because hearing a song in the context of the record makes so much more sense than just hearing that song. And I think the same for a Sabbath album. Like you can just pick out Paranoid, you can just pick out this album. But if you listen to them, like how we do it on the podcast, like we go through each individual album per week. And when you hear it in context and where their mind's at before, where their mind's at now, and then where that goes after with volume four, which we'll talk about next week, I think you will find an appreciation for it. And this is definitely when Sabbath is taking the turn towards a more hippie vibe than a heavy vibe content lyrically wise on this but next week when we go to volume four the music especially reflects that and we're, we get into a little more flowery hippie uh sabbath which is cool in its own right uh there's many different phases of this and that's another another important point is especially if you're an artist you can't let yourself be put into a box you know they can't be just the the devil black sabbath guys the whole time you go down in their later albums they, it couldn't be any more different from uh, the beginning and that inspires us of what we do here should inspire you too i don't like to put out the same stuff over and over again I like to change our themes constantly sabbath did it david bowie did it alice cooper did it those are my heroes so it's good enough for them it's good enough for me it's good enough for you but uh yeah i'm sick of hearing myself talk so i'm gonna unmute you all and we can talk about Black Sabbath a little more or address anything that you got. Let's see if I can unmute you. I knew how to mute you. Now see if I can unmute you. Boom. Did that work? See, I told you I suck. Anyway, it's working a little bit. Sweet. There you go. There we go. Yo, love you guys. I didn't look at the chat board the entire time. I just realized. So if anybody <laughs> sent me anything, I'm sorry about that. No, love songs about yeah, for sure. Okay, so <laughs> it is. It is the sign of the '70s. Live, laugh, love. Basically, Black Sabbath just like they they said live, laugh, love before live, laugh, love was even a thing on this album. They might dropped it on that. So. Uh, what do you think of this album, Joe? Let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. It You can, I guess, like for me, not really knowing much uh, about them in general, it feels like it was the perfect kind of amalgamation of the first album and then Paranoid. And then it's sure. sort of like their sounds just kind of ran together because it was heavy while at the same time, it seemed like it was bluesy as yeah. well and some of their more... Uh, extended riffs so it feels like they were kind of smashed those two albums together and then just kind of let them become their own thing so it'll be interesting to see more how their sound evolves that's with the times cool observation man that's why you know i love talking to you specifically about it because you just listened to black sabbath for the first time like two weeks ago so that's why it's uh, <laughs> it's it's exciting to me that's uh cool. I'm, I'm glad you didn't hate it no, but I'm glad my did stupid hate opinion it, counts I for something. I welcome the hate if you hated it, you know. 
I, I, I hate too strong for me. I, I don't know if I necessarily liked it, but uh, I think yeah. that the opening album or the opening song like was, was a good sound. And then yeah. it just kind of eh, a little bit, but you know, it was, I got it you. was fine. Especially, especially when you're off your um, your sober hiatus, I would I would take a listen to this again, and then we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's <laughs> good, and uh, Gorak, man, I know you've been playing riffs off this on the Sabbath Sunday post for forever. So this this has to be like kind of gospel for you, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a great album. What can I say? Like I've seen Black Sabbath live twice, and. Dude. Those songs sound amazing live too, you know, like Sweet Leaf and stuff, Snowblind. Not not Snowblind, sorry. Um, After Forever. Children so, of the Grave, Banger. Yep. Always. Yeah. Yeah. They they hold up. That's the thing with, with all these songs. It's something that sounds like heavy in the 70s or whatever probably loses its punch by, you know, 2021. Literally 50 years ago. It's fucking crazy to think about. So 50 years old. Uh, these songs don't and especially from a guitar player's perspective it's um easy to see why right like iomi's just the master riff writer oh he's like the master of down tuning guitars like yes amazing what's uh we all want to be like that man we're <laughs> doing the best that you can man and i we appreciate the do for you for emulating that for the lifting dead army but just curious what's your favorite uh track on this um after forever i just like that guitar intro yeah it's really cool huh yeah it's fun to play as well it's different do you have a video of you playing after forever i do send it over we'll post it today yeah man for sure absolutely but if i have to pick the hardest black sabbath riff to learn or play was uh wicked world from the first album that makes total sense because it's totally like jazzy and bluesy and and different yeah um, and i suck at that (laughs) and you don't suck at it it's just not your strength we'll work on it yeah it's it's hard it took me like maybe 15 goes to get that right (laughs) we got to reframe it but that's that's what's so important about these sabbath riffs is even something so easy is like into the void is a super easy riff to play right but it's super heavy and effective but you need to have the feel you know so you can have you can be as technically talented as you want but until you have that groove and that that feel for it for the music then you're you're never going to play that right you know yeah you did. But overall, it's a great album. So can't go wrong with that album, man. When did you see Black Sabbath live? Because I never have seen them and I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> yeah, um, the first time I saw them live was the <clears throat> um is that the reunion, the 13 tour. Okay. That was the first time I saw them live. And then when they announced their uh farewell tour. Okay. The end. I was I went to that and I got tickets for the for the uh, sound check meeting. Uh, wasn't really a meeting group, but it's like a sound check. Yeah, it was so good, and um, the whole band was out there just playing and stuff. And like Tony Iommi like played that Iron Man riff, so, and then Ozzy looked Ozzy looked at me because I was at the front. And he just looked at me and goes, oh, "I am, oh, I am, man." I'm like, "Oh shit." <laughs> that's that the uh the immortal heavy metalness of ozzy osbourne like his his dna i feel like was transferred to you 
electric yeah. high waves. And, and then the you have, and then the chick behind me started yelling and ruined that moment for me. <laughs> that'll, that'll happen. They'll do that. That's okay. But I like knowing that the uh, the lifting dead army's own doof warrior guitar player has like that that Black Sabbath energy from Ozzy Osbourne's eyes in his blood. That's what we need. What is the best, <laughs> what is the best live? It's awesome. Though, That's a good question, Joe Smith. Weigh in on that, everybody. What's your best live show yeah. you've ever been to? My, yeah, mine's definitely not like a classic metal band by any means. <laughs> but it's it's like one of the, uh, the, I don't know if you've heard of Attila. They're like, I have this guilty pleasure with them and I can't get over it. <laughs> there there's no, there's there's like, no guilt in, any, in anything. Yeah, they're like metalcore and it's kind of like jokey, like the lyrics, but like some songs are like really fucking good. Yeah. And like really brings like a positive message. And um, but I went to the show and it was the first time I ever like got on a stage and like crowd surfed and jumped off. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And it was like super dope because Mark was there at the time and we weren't dating. So like we just went as friends and I was like, can you go with me? Because nobody else wants to go. And nobody wants to go in a fucking mosh pit with me. Like I was like so sad. And um, so he's like, yeah, dude, like I'll go. So we go and I was like front on snake, like like leaning on the stage and you know the one of the better like one of the best songs that like I liked by them at the time was on and I was and he's like if you want to go up just let me know <laughs> so like after this dude like six four like fucking shoots over my head I was like all right I'm going up there right now I get up there end up on the stage with the singer and he like gave me a quick hug real quick and I just like launched myself off <laughs> man that sounds that sounds was, like a lot of fun yeah it was sick we all miss going to live shows. So it's oh like, my god! We talk about this right now. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I miss it a lot, and I never realized how much I missed it until I didn't have it. Oh yeah, Mikey, what about you? What's the best live show you've been to, bro? Probably when I was thirteen and I went and saw Weird Al. No. <laughs> <laughs> Badass. I'm with it. That was awesome. Nah, I don't know. Uh, if you're Al curious, I, I love Weird Al. It was an awesome show. Weird Al rocks, man. <laughs> Yeah, That's Weird Al rocks. We're into Weird Al. We're we into everything weird. Don't worry about it. Man, the best show. Oh, there's probably 2008. It was three nights in a row in DC. Rancid played back to back, and the second night was really awesome. By third night, I was half deaf and just tired from getting beat up. <laughs> three days is a lot. So, yeah, that's a lot. Three in a row. That's a lot. Wow. All right, Adam, what is the best show you've been to? Oh, dude, that's easy. It was um easy. Uh, Alice Gooper. It was Alice Gooper's psychodrama tour. What year that was, was the that? first month for Alice Gooper. What year was that? I think it was Ah, uh, shit. I think it was 2007. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was great. And mate, can I pick another one? You can pick you can pick 10 if you want, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um guns and roses on the uh, uh reunion tour they did like i don't know a couple of years ago they I, played yeah, the city cricket ground it was like that. 40 degree heat i heard it was awesome for for everybody so yeah. right, it was great a part where it was like really humid down there like in the pit but, yeah like, i bet man it was fun that's cool, man. All right, Joe, you're you're the last one. Well, I'm saving the best for last. I know you have something crazy. Well, I don't that show. Uh, there's. I was thinking. I saw Hellas Cooper. Uh, there was a weird uh, 
festival that happened in this small town called Comstock, Nebraska. And it went like four years in a row, but there was one year where like the last day lineup was Alice Cooper, ZZ Top, and Leonard Skinnerd. And (laughs) (laughs) one was a wild show, but uh, I honestly think that ZZ Top probably puts on one of the coolest like live stage performances, like for these old dudes, yeah, just out there coordinated, spinning their guitars, doing all sorts of just weird tricks with it. Like it was absolutely amazing. But uh, one of the best shows I think that I've seen live was uh, Gutter Mouth. I don't know if you're hmm. familiar with, yeah, old punk, crusty yeah. punk band oh, that's that cool. I used to listen to in high school. Saw them just a couple of years ago uh at a really really small venue here in town and it's just a bunch of dudes who are way too old to be doing the shit that they're doing but they were doing it super hard and it was wild time but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just took me back and it was just a really fun show that's awesome uh yeah that's the kind of what i want to bring and talk about too is um like there's something to be said about like a huge live theatrical concert performance being like a, the best show you've seen like i could say alice cooper rob zombie and the murder dolls they were doing a halloween hoot nanny tour in 2010 i consider that to be one of my favorite shows i've ever seen that was like all over the top theatrics huge show but then there's something to be said about seeing like your favorite like metal or punk band in a cramped small venue with like nothing else going on but just like sweat in the music you know what i mean so like they're they're like equally as cool and it, it's hard for me to differentiate between like which one's better you know it's almost like they have to have their own category for me because i've seen like so many shows like nine inch nails is one that comes to mind as being like an insanely fantastic just live performance in every way um even if you don't like their music like just the sound and the quality of their their whole live setup is is like nothing else i've ever seen before and but then like seeing cannibal corpse and like yeah, i heard that they're good live oh they're amazing yeah yeah, definitely. If anybody gets a chance to see Nine Inch Nails, it's it's something. Um, but then like seeing Cannibal Corpse and like a dive bar in Cleveland was like, you know, like there's like six people there and the, the place could hold like five people. So that's <laughs> that's that's cool to me, too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, we, I just miss I miss live. Yeah, that was my thing for a while. Like I actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple like there's like small punk bars around here or not around me, but like an hour out. And I actually saw Doyle at one. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't expecting anything great because I'm not really a Misfits fan. Yeah, I'm not really a Misfits fan, but like, yeah. Doyle was really good. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, and his, uh, his solo act, he, he does tour uh, smaller venues. So I've seen him at bars around here too. It was pretty sweet. He's a, he's a hell of a stage presence. He's yeah, on. He was at a place around, and that's the whole thing. And that's what mattered. And uh, he was really nice too, because like he was off stage for a couple minutes and he was talking to people. He's a nice dude. He's on. Uh, he but, uh, because he's but yeah, on- it was one of those venues that would hold like eight people. Yeah, that's badass. <laughs> Doyle, uh, yeah. he looks so good because he trains on the uh, Death Comes Lifting training programs. So that's why he's that jacked and being vegan. That's how. That's how that works. Did you know he's vegan? <laughs> it happens. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's vegan apparently well he's he, pre- he preaches it a lot on uh on instagram and social media but um i guess yeah, you can you find be- a lot that vegans let 
you know that they're being pretty much a lot of the time (laughs) for sure for sure i mean i get it he has a bigger platform and he's like well i you know that that's all cool but uh i don't know if you are you vegan if you if you take steroids is that a thing (laughs) (laughs) i guess i guess come from we're not harming any animals with that i'm for it go ahead go ahead doyle i'm all for you bro i i I uh, want to send him Death Comes Lifting gear. That's my goal by the end of the year is to get him in one. I've asked him like twice and he said no. Just keep trying, I suppose. Oh, yeah. no. Wear him down. He was really nice about it. He was like, no, I just like have too many shirts. I just like probably won't wear it. So I don't want you to like waste sending no. it to me, but thank you. And I was like, all right, man. Sweet. I know you don't wear a shirt like 80% of the time anyway. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Bandana. Yeah. So, uh, conversational lull <laughs> i know right well uh, yeah nobody nobody asked me any questions on the instagram which is fine that's cool you know not everyone always has questions so hey listen to black sabbath drink coffee get it get your get your death comes lifting warlord blood mugs fill them up you know what i mean have a great i hope that this podcast and I, I know people are listening to us because I get good feedback on it. And you guys showing up means a means a hell of a lot. And it's just the uh, the whole building of the community of this lifting dead army is what's special. So it's almost not even about Black Sabbath anymore. It's just hanging out with you guys and people showing up to listen to it and whatever useful information they can derive from that is is great, man. So all, this means this means a lot. So keep uh, keep on keeping on. Thank you so much, man. We got a lot coming for you this week in Lifting Dead World. So keep up, man. Anything, anybody else got anything to add? I'm just glad that the uh, mental combat physical portion is over for me right now. Good for you, bro. <laughs> you killed it. It, it absolutely wrecked. <laughs> Seriously, though, what, isn't, it, isn't it like surprisingly challenging, but you feel good about it, you know? Yeah, I didn't know even just those simple movements like well i say simple but they're not like trying to do a handstand kick up like mm-hmm. to get into a handstand that requires so much of everything your, of everything of all of your body and like yeah <laughs> i was like oh this will be easy i can get into a handstand and then i pretty much fall over like i oh, know that's not a thing at all <laughs> could you get them by the end oh yeah i mean oh, yeah. Uh, up against a wall for yeah sure yeah kick up against a door and uh um, i'm glad i work out in the garage because there's a lot of footprints on that door now and nice. i feel like in the garage it doesn't matter it makes it all much better well that's how you learn man you definitely got to do it against the door wall and uh you know it's all in your core really you know springing up from your legs it's jumping it's core it's, it's everything so it's definitely a hell of a hell of a workout even if you're don't know even if you don't make the handstand just trying to get up into it is enough of a workout for most people so you know, yeah I'm, I'm i'm glad you powered through and uh, your next phase we're gonna get we're gonna get strong on some iron you look through it yeah i'm yeah. looking looking forward to getting getting back into actually yeah, lifting some weights so I'm looking, looking forward to helping you and, and working with you closely man you're kicking ass well, yeah it's awesome it's great yeah. work you too everyone thanks man Anybody else got anything before the Crib Keeper signs off? Nope. Love you guys. <laughs> Take it easy. I'm getting out of here. Thanks for showing oh, yeah, up. Fist bump. <laughs> fist bump through this through the screen. Let me know if you got anything. Too sweet. My man.
take care of yourselves, everybody. Yeah.